Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians podcast from Manny Cabo Media, where we dig deep into today's top strategies to help you take your music career to the next level, along with real, raw, and uplifting conversations with industry professionals that are making moves, making a difference, and making the best versions of themselves to inspire you to do the same. And if you have a voice with a powerful message to share with the world, then head on over to tinyurl forward slash mojo official discord for the best community of voices in the metaverse. Support for the Mojo for Musicians podcast comes from Stedman, tools for the studio and beyond, because your voice deserves to be heard. Sennheiser, inspired by music. And Cranium, scientifically designed products for bald, shaved, and buzzed heads. So get your head in the game and own your dome. And now, here's your host, Manny Cabo. What's going on, Mojo Maniacs? Welcome to another epic episode of Mojo for Musicians, the source of inspiration for my musicians. And as always, I like to take some time out to recognize my incredible sponsors at Stedman. Notice I'm wearing the shirt here appropriately. Sennheiser. And of course, my boys at Cranium who take care of my dome. And today, I've got a very special guest, uh, or should I say guests. And they're from my home away from home in Nashville. And I'm... uh, very fortunate to have performed with one of the individuals in this band, John Waisaki, which you'll meet shortly. You know, originally from the bands like Stained and Soiled. Uh, I think Save the World was the other band he was on. And we performed together on today in Nashville. And I got to tell you, I love these guys. You guys know me. I'm a very positive individual. Always the glass half full. And their positivity, it, it just mirrors the way I think about things. And uh, these guys share that same sentiment fully throughout their music and the way they are and the acted. And this, this has been a long time coming. And they focused on, I guess, elevating the vibration of this planet through their music, right, if you will. So on a deeper connection with their fans, which is always very, very important because that's essentially our sustenance, you know. And one thing which we're definitely going to talk about to, uh, in today's episode is they've convoluted their music, and their personal tragedies as an armor, you know, to confront our battles in life, you know, to forge ahead, as they say, and to quote, to build your own castles. So I'm going to welcome to the stage Tanya Leanne, Cody, Corey, John, and together they make up the band Lydia's Castle. What's going on, guys? And welcome to Mojo for Musicians. Hey, what's up, Manny? Did I get your names right? (laughs) So good to have you guys. This has been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I mean, we've been going back probably, I would say, Tanya, when we first had the initial, and it was like, what, five months or so? Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute, but, you know, I'm happy we were able to uh, get things lined up, get our schedules lined up. Yeah. And uh, we're happy to be on your show. Yeah, no, it, it's great to have you here, especially, you know, I like to call them local peeps because I think of myself as a Nashvillian. Is that the way you say it? I can't even remember back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Nashvillian, right? <laughs> And uh, as I alluded to before, Johnny and I, we've had our cool encounters on stage. So it's always a great time to bring back people that I've encountered along my musical journeys. Um, so it's obviously great to see you guys playing again, being on the road after such a dormant state. I feel your pains on that. And uh, your energy. I love the music. And I got to tell you, you know, Tanya, you know, in listening to your voice, I, I put this together like a, a picture. If I were to close my eyes and just listen to you, you have this combination of, 
uh, Janis Joplin meets like Haley Reinhardt and even Dora Passion there somewhere along the way. You know, that's a com- okay. it's, that's a kick ass combination for me, right? Is that pretty spot on or what? That's a huge compliment. Some big, some big words, yeah. Big names. My face is going to be as red as my hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I'm just calling it as I see it. You know, I do appreciate We need more women in rock. We need more front women up there rocking it out. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things where when I see a solid band and I see a woman up there just crushing it, I don't see genders. That's the problem with the world nowadays. I just hear music. Um, I don't care who's singing, I don't care what band's up there, as long as I'm engaged, as long as I'm feeling the vibe, feeling the stories, those are really, really crucial elements for me to stay engrossed. Now, you guys, your latest EP, I've been listening to your tracks, love them, I think it was Fading Away, correct? That's the one on there, I love the riffs in that, by the way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit more, you know, Uh, uh, so... How did you guys, this is one of the questions, it's a great segue, so how do you guys ideate your songs? Um, how long have you guys been together? And what type of relationship do you guys have with your, you know, your creativity? And is it the same on the road, on stage, privacy now? that you Are you guys faking it, you know, you know being all nice to one another when you're talking to me or what? Oh, yeah, we can't stand each other at all. Yeah, that's usually the case, right? Can't no, stand that's actually one cool thing is we do all get along real well. Yeah. And uh, we love to uh, create music. <clears throat> Excuse me, Manny. Yeah. <clears throat> and people. Um, <laughs> and my band. Uh, yeah. We do. You're, uh, not, you're not being facetious in there at all, not even a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course not. We have a good collaboration uh, right. uh, when we do start to write and... Uh, so like all of that's intact and you know i i it's a it's a pleasure for me to uh get together with these guys and just start coming up with new music and mm-hmm. um yeah we're all on the same page it seems too that's that's a, another big thing is you know musically speaking you know we're all we all want it to sound the best so it can possibly see and i love that it's all about collectivity right because it's all you know and i saw that so and it really is it's unfortunate i saw that all over the place while i was in nashville and there's so many egos i mean the entertainment industry as a whole is just saturated with ego and you guys are like yeah, i know yeah it is because that's just the reality of it all so it's really healthy and people don't understand how crucial it is to put your ego aside we just i just had a, an interview earlier before and we talked about collaborations and how huge it is to have the element of compassion, respecting each other's, you know, creative differences or defensive postures or whatever, because so many amazing opportunities never came to be because of egos. So it's really refreshing to hear that. And I could see, you know, I could see you guys, you know, playing with each other and playing off of each other. Uh, So that's definitely good to hear. Plus, you know, uh, I think... She put you guys in your place anyway. I'm just saying, <laughs> probably. <laughs> right? <laughs> Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. So now, talk to me about your latest EP, right? That you do released that, what, a few months back? Mm, correct. How, how do people receive it? You know, I know I dig it. So how, how did it feel performing your, your, I guess, your fresh effort, if you will, being on stage and finally going, okay, we created this. It's been a long time coming. Now we get to show it to the world. How'd that feel? Because it's that visceral feeling that I, I truly enjoy and especially for being so dormant for a while, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it was it was such a relief to be able to perform uh, this EP in its entirety the way it is now. I mean, we've been performing these songs for the last 
year and a half. Right. Uh, but they weren't in the same, they were pretty much in the same shape as they are in now, but they're more mature, you know, as, as, as you play songs and you play them out live, especially you, you find out what works and what doesn't work. And especially when you get in the studio, mm-hmm. things always change right at the, right at the last minute, you know, Oh, this, this riff doesn't work. Let's, let's, let's try to, right. let's try to beep it up a little bit or, or, you know, try to get it to, to click with the drums a little bit more and, you know, things like that. So oh, dude, as a vocalist, I mean, I go in the studio, I'll record a take, whatever, finish it. I'll let it marinate for a week. A week later, I'm like, I can't stand the way I sang that. I got to go back in there. And yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Ty, come on, Ty. You, you know, yeah. you feel me on that one. Right. But, but that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing because, you know, you don't want to rush any type of project, especially a musical project where this is going to be your first initial effort to represent the band. So I couldn't agree with you more. Correct. Yeah. I mean, on, on that note, I mean, for me personally, I'll, I like to go in with the songs like as ready to go as they possibly can. But like for me, uh, in my personal taste, I like to write my solos in the studio. Yeah. I, I, I tend to write best when I'm in the hot seat, when I, when I have to come up with something wow. and I, my brain's firing on all cylinders. So, uh, I'll, I'll have some ideas, but it won't, it won't come to fruition until I'm actually in there. And we, you know, we hear it against everything else in the mix. That's crazy. That's like night and day for me, man. I'm the total opposite. Like I'm in my vocal booth and I'm really grateful for it, but I, I feel like it's contrived. I, you know, like sometimes I can't breathe. You know, if I have a melody of some sort, you know, I have to sing it over and over and feel the song. Cause you know, and, and I think Tanya, you'll, you'll attest to this because for me, it's about believability. You know, one thing I learned when I was on the voice and La Voz, the same type of message was always instilled in me. Don't let the song sing you. You need to sing that song. You need mm-hmm. to make it believable. People need to understand the lyrics. Do they feel the lyrics? And that's what it takes. So it's, I find it interesting, and it's so cool that every musician is different, right? Some people love sparking on the fly. I mean, back in the 80s, I grew up, I can honestly say, and I think, John, you're going to be like, yep. I feel that I grew up in an, in an era of real rock stars. Because back in the day... If you didn't have any chops, I don't care if you're a bass player, guitar, singer, drummer, if you weren't on your game, if you couldn't perform on the fly, word got around pretty damn quick. So, you know, the quality of musicianship, for me, at least, you know, and I don't want to make this a blanket statement, it seems like it's gone. Even, like, the new era of musicians out there, right? These, these, um, I'd say, let's call it pop rock, for the sake of argument. All their musicians are like 60, 70 years old because nobody can come up with the riffs that we used to back in the day. But right. it, it, it's really interesting to hear different points of view, and that's why I love interviewing different bands because we all have different perspectives. And at the end of the day, it's whatever works, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And you know, Manny, that's kind of like the one thing that I really like the most about Lydia's Castle yeah. is that we can play with tracks, but we yeah. can play without tracks. Love it. You know, and when you get into a band where the chemistry is just this aligned and not just like the chemistry within writing, you know, like that, that room yeah. um, within the studio, but like chemistry, even like outside, you know, of the studio, like actual friendships, you know, yeah. but once you have that chemistry and you have the musicianship, like we have, it makes everything really easy. In fact, it makes it even fun, sure. you know? That makes perfect sense, yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of stress that goes into being in a band and escalating it and, you know, run getting it off the ground running. And uh, when, you know, writing music and having fun is just like one less thing you have to worry about. It just makes it so much more enjoyable, you yeah. know. 
I agree with you. Agree with you 100%. So, you know, let's segue into the next question. Now, talk to me. This is, this is something that stayed dormant for a little while. Now, in talking to you guys again, it kind of rekindled that spark to ask this question because I remember you mentioning to me in passing that this project itself stemmed from, you know, personal hardships and, and tragedies. And I know speaking from experience, this, this year has been brutal for me, you know, tragedy. Losing my dad to COVID and we just lost our father-in-law. Then Hurricane Ida washed away like... 25 years of my whole livelihood. So believe me, I, I had a lot of loss and grief and tragedy. And sometimes those emotions can leave us feeling defeated or, or deflated um, in the worst possible way. You know, but it can also be the necessary fuel to help us pivot. Can you elaborate on how you guys embarked on this project based on, on those tragedies? Yeah, so, you know, Lydia's Castle, and, and actually, before I even go any further, I just mm. want to say that I'm really sorry for... Oh, thank you. No, I know. It's a rough one, but life goes you know, on. And my dad would not want me to sit here and bitch and complain about it, you know, so I'm moving sure, on. You absolutely. Know. <laughs> you know, uh, Cody and I are married and, uh, you know, we went through an unfortunate circumstance where we lost our daughter about a week before our due date. And um, we were in this, like, you know, the eye of the hurricane where, you know, the storm had just passed and, yeah. and we had to make a decision. Were we going to stay in the storm or were we going to move out of it and, do something about it. And so we decided to rebuild our lives and our future. And within rebuilding ourselves, we ended up building Lydia's castle and truly leaning on music as just that acre, um, you know, to, to get us to where we need to be. And so through the music and through the lyrics, you know, it really does hopefully inspire other people that you can go through these really awful times mm. and there is a light at the end of that tunnel, yeah. you know, yeah. but you've got to make that choice and it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the great thing about you guys, it's not just one, you know, now there's four of you to lean on each other just in case, you know, sometimes it's a lonely world for me, especially, um, you know, I, I don't really have best friends. I got rid of all the toxicity in my life. And unfortunately that was like 90% of the people that I know, but those are the things that are necessary in life. You know, we, we owe it to ourselves to be happy, you know, to embark on projects that really fulfill us. And when you have a project with multiple players in the band and you guys understand you know, the whole premise, the concept of the band, and you have the good vibes. Sure, I mean, I get it. We're all going to have certain disagreements from time to time. It's normal. We're human. But if we respect each other's varying opinions, as I alluded to earlier, and understand and ultimately make a decision for the benefit of the song, right, and its outcome, then I think you're going to be all right. And evidenced by, uh, you know, your first effort, songs kicked ass. You guys are here and not killing each other at least on the scene. So that's a good thing. Yes. I, yeah. I've, I've noticed that. So my next question has to do with the name of the band. Obviously, you named Lydia's Castle after your daughter. Now, in all honesty, and of course I'm speaking from my personal experiences and just losing my dad. You know, I've uh, co-written some songs with some dear songwriter friends of mine uh, on the passing of my dad to edify him. And sometimes it's really, really difficult for me. You know, I, I literally can't get through a specific line. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I could sing these songs live on stage. And as I said before, I'm a really positive person, but sometimes I do get a little negative because it still hurts. And sometimes I feel like I actually could have done more. Is it the same for you? Yeah, I, I don't think that it necessarily brings up anything negative. Uh, I'll speak on on my behalf mm. uh, solely, but... Um, any chance that I get to actually be able to talk about my daughter is yeah. 
It's awesome, you know, because she's not here. And a lot of people don't know what she looks like. Um, only only a select few people actually got to see her. Yeah. So when we get to talk about her, like, yeah, I love talking about her. Yeah. I love, you know, I love all of that. Of course it is, you know, it's, it's a sensitive area um, a of our time. lives, but um, I would rather talk about her than forget about her. You know oh, what sure. I mean? The more you talk about it too, you know, the more, you never know who else is going through that, who might feel alone, exactly. you know? And so the exactly. more we can talk about it and not make it a taboo topic, the more we educate the world, the more we can help people, you know? Yeah. And I commend you guys on that. And that's why I ask, you know, it, it's kind of a selfish question. It's, it's essentially for me, because let me tell you, I can't stop talking about my dad. You know, I've never been really apart from my dad. Everything I do, he's the reason why I became anything creative. You know, he's the reason why I hold a microphone, why I started the drums, you know, why I picked up a camera and I've made my careers out of his guidance. So for me, it's a tough loss, man. And I completely empathize, but you're right. The more I mention him, the more I, I grace and, and I edify him through these episodes, it's, it's kind of therapeutic for me. You know, so believe me, I, I, I share in that, uh, I want to call it pain. I'll just call it what it is because there is a pain. But at the same time, it keeps me uh, in a state of gratitude because it reminds me how much I truly love my dad, you know, and that's oh, what that's I think about. Mind. It reminds you that it was real. Yeah, man, point. exactly. It's the reality behind it. But I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on that too much. You know, I appreciate your transparency and letting me know. So let's move on to like, I wanted to talk about Phoenix. You know, uh, uh, I love the behind the scenes, you know, as I said before, the anecdotal stories, you know, the influences behind the creation of the album. That's the juicy stuff, you know, and, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm the sucker for documentaries like, oh, no way. That's where the song came from, you know, and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So how did these songs take shape? Your music is your extension, you know, yeah. so because in listening to your music, it seems and it sounds very animated. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. Look at Led Zeppelin. They used to write about the Lord of the Rings, you know, very animated content. So is that very similar to your creative process? So when Phoenix was written, Cody and I were sitting on the couch yeah. and I wanted to write about something. Um, I'm a real big history nut. I love mm. like the Loch Ness Monster and yeah. Bigfoot. Like, I'm trying to get that. that. <laughs> all that stuff you know yeah. aliens aliens, aliens <laughs> you know and so you guys believe in aliens <laughs> i yeah yeah i mean i i, I don't i don't not believe in aliens yeah. Dude, I, I had i have to ask because uh, you know <laughs> it, you get like a 50 50 i i honestly do and we'll go back to this question i do man listen i think it's a kind of an egotistical thing to say we're the only people that exist in this in this universe oh, it's really. impossible there's no, no way no way there's here's, no way here's some of exoplanets out there of course <laughs> here's some food for thought though. yeah what if we are the aliens there you go that's that's safe. Hey, that's a fair. That's a fair system, right? You're just time traveling humans. Although I don't know if I'd be cool with like a green light bulb head, but you know what? I get it. I, I really, really do. But go back to your story. Go seriously. Yeah. No. So um, I knew I wanted to write about a phoenix, but I actually did a lot of research. Right the phoenix before writing the lyrics and um i like printed out all of these like website pages on the phoenix and i just started highlighting like key point words um that like really stood out to me and then i tried to use those words within the song yeah. and um that's kind of so the song is just about like obviously a phoenix like rising above hard yeah. times but um i kind of wrote it in the aspect of somebody being bullied you know um interesting 
like it's the way you laugh in my face so perfectly together um, until daylight breaks. And so the song is about somebody just being like essentially like picked on and rising above that like a phoenix, you know, coming out on top. And as far as the guitar riff, man, I found that guitar riff in Cody's phone in one of his voice memos. And I was like, why have I never heard this That's before? That's too funny. <laughs> I, listen, that happens to me all the time. I'm like, yeah, my buddies will be playing like, whoa, 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 play that again? What was that? That was amazing. What was that? And they're like, I don't, I don't know what I was doing, dude. I was just, I was just dabbling. <laughs> Like 2016 in his phone. I'm like, we've been together for like 10 years. How did I never hear this? Why am I not notified about these things? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's it's one of those things where like it comes out of you, but you instantly think it's trash because you're not Eddie Van Halen. Right. You know, you're not you're not Dimebag Daryl. So it's right. it's like <laughs> it's like I'm rocking the Eddie. Yeah, yeah, he's got the Eddie. But it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I know I'm not as good as those guys, so I know yeah. that whatever is probably coming out of my out of my brain or my hands is probably trash. Doesn't, but doesn't it, that but, suck though? I got to cut you yeah. off. Like, doesn't that suck? Like we, we are our worst enemies. If you know, God knows, it. like we all have million dollar songs, ideas, lyrics, riffs, and we never, you know, expose them to the world. Cause we honestly think that they're crap. Yeah. Right? Yes. We should friends. just, right. We should just shut up, put it out there. And I've been saying this, you know, uh, frequently over the past couple of years, our job is to just keep creating. It's not our, our job to worry about whether they like it, or whether they hate it, who cares? We just keep creating. You guys decide, you guys fight whether you like it or not. I'm just going to keep creating, right? I've kind of gotten to that point in my life, too, where it's like it's whatever we put out there in the universe, you're going to find people that are going to like it, and you're yeah. going to find people that are going to hate it regardless Absolutely. of what it is. Absolutely. And, so. and guess what? It's impossible. You know, that's egotistical in itself to think that we're going to please everybody. There's no way that's never going to happen. And that's okay. You got to have the haters, man. You know, if people argue about who is better, the Stones or the Beatles. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. They're, they're both amazing. They're both amazing. Beatles. <clears throat> but yeah, for me, you know, for me, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I got <laughs> but it's, it's a very valid argument, man. So uh, I, I had to ask. Um, and it's very interesting, dude. Again, you, you guys have been amazing. This is my last question of the show. I, I told you this would be quick and painless. Now, it's obvious that you guys have a passion for music, you know, and I say this after every interview with musicians, but there's always an underlying reason why we continue to do what we do. So that's why I asked the question, what's your mojo? And I know there's four of you, but if there's a collective answer, great. If you guys want to jump out, raise your hands, whatever. But what keeps you doing this? Because this, uh, this industry is brutal. You know, you got to have thick skin. You know, you got to be able to handle the rejections. You got to be able to handle the abuse, the bullying uh, from a personal standpoint. Because, you know, and I appreciate you writing songs like that. We need more awareness because I myself was bullied. Like, Cray, look, till this day, you're, bro, man, you're 52 years old, painting your hands, you know, whatever. Well, don't get a real job. You got a wife, you got a kid. So I get it. Talk to me about that. What keeps you guys going on a daily basis? What's the impetus and the drive behind your, you know, your pursuing your, your dreams as musicians still? Passion and dedication, man. Certainly not money. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah you ain't money comes later, but the hard work comes first, 100. percent Yeah, you know, just make the right choices when navigating your musical career and whatever ambition you're trying to put out there with your art, and you'll meet the right people and be in the right circumstance where you absolutely want to. Yeah. You know, we get together two, three times a week. Yep rehearsing the same set list, writing new material, mm -hmm. you know, even if we can only get together for two or three hours, you yeah. know, we put in the work. Yeah. And the thing is, it's hard to put in the work if you don't have the passion. 
And you've got to not only be happy with the art you're personally creating with the people, but be happy with what they're bringing to the table. You know, it's right. you, everyone's in it together. We're all creating things together and we're all about the same mission. You know, we have something to say. We want to find the right way to say it. Absolutely. I think like mine for me as a vocalist, like for me, it's if you are just like blessed and born with like the talent to write and yeah. to sing and you have an opportunity to execute it. My mission is like, if I can write words that can help just one person get through a difficult situation in life, it doesn't matter if you have a record deal. It doesn't matter if you win the lottery. I feel like that is the lottery. Like you're helping another person get through a difficult time with Mm -hmm. your talent, you know? You're right. And um, so for me, that's my goal as just like a, a vocalist and, yeah. and writer. I love that. I love that. As a creator as a whole, you know, I think it's amazing. And we need more artists like that to really feel um, like they have a purpose, you know, because mm-hmm. we are sometimes we're scared to to share our opinions and we hide behind our music, not realizing that they're not alone. And I think in writing that type of music, that type of lyrical note or hook or whatever the case may be, we're inspiring other people to be brave enough to say, wait a second, man, that just hit home. I have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I missed out on a lot of amazing moments in my life because I was so worried about the end result, you know, looking out, oh, is it a full crowd? Is it not? Oh, I wonder if we're going to meet someone. Are we going to get that deal? Are we going to get that break? It's, <laughs> it, right? Not that you guys ever experienced that. I know you did. You're, you're smarter than I was. But anyway. Um, I mean, hey, right? But, like, I missed a lot of moments. I didn't relish the moment. I didn't live in the moment because I was so worried about that. Instead of saying, God, I have this gift. I'm just going to cultivate it and just have fun doing what I do. Life is short. If I can inspire one person, then I've done my job. But, you know, again, it's that lousy ego that gets in the way. So kudos on you guys. And sometimes it takes years, you know. It's called maturity, of course, you know, the the big capital M word. I admit it. I had bigger egos in some of the stadiums I played. Um, So... But here I am. I'm doing a podcast. Not really going on. I'm not performing, but I love what I do. I love hearing these stories because they nurture me. They're, that's my fuel. You know, okay. this is my castle. Okay, see what I did there? Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, what do you guys want to promote, man? How do we get in touch with Lydia's Castle to find out what uh, what's going on in your world, future shows? Go for it. Sure. So you can find uh, all things Lydia's Castle at lydiascastle.com. We have our shows, merch. Um, behind the scene photos there, um, our EPK, it's pretty much a not one-stop shop. So if, um, any music videos or music that you're looking for, lydiascastle.com. You can also find Lydia's Castle on all streaming platforms as well as all social media platforms as well. Awesome. I appreciate that. Listen, hopefully I'll, I'll be down there soon. Maybe we'll do a photo shoot, maybe hang out, maybe throw a couple back. Uh, Dude, come and hang out. Let's go. We really do, man. We really do. I'd love to do. I love Nashville. I love the people out there, you know, and it's uh, it's definitely one of my favorite places to be. So thank you guys so much for offering your perspectives, for for your transparency, for talking about some sensitive topics. I know sometimes that could be difficult, but uh, totally commend and I, I applaud you guys for your efforts and what you guys are doing. The music kicks ass, you know, evidenced by, you know, your relationships because, you know, you could tell. You could definitely tell. So um, I definitely want to thank you guys, and I wish you nothing but abundance and success and some killer shows. And again, we got to do this again when you, uh, you know, maybe at the Grammys. I don't know. 
would be. <laughs> See you there. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> all right, Manny. We'll see you around. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Manny. Oh, the pleasure was all mine, guys. See you, Manny. You. You nice too. to see you, Manny. Take care, guys. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. If you're a musician, industry professional, or a voice with a powerful message and wanting to share your mojo and stories of success with our listeners, or simply share some feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at mannycabo.com. And don't forget to join the Mojoverse on Discord for the most powerful community of voices in the metaverse at tinyurl forward slash mojo official discord. Thanks for listening.